back. Another episode of uh, Beer Bacon Bros. Always, I'm Alex. We got Chris. We got Adam. What's going we on? Got, uh, we got beers. We got hot sauces. We've got sports talk. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk Man, about. We have got uh, a lively show tonight. Yeah, we got a we got an action packed show. All kinds of random stuff. Basketball talk. I'm not going to talk much, but um, <laughs> just I don't like that sport. But anyways, it's understandable. Um, I think we're going to first jump into this hot sauce package that Chris has got. So. We're going to jump straight into the first one. It's a jalapeno hot sauce. It looks like green slime. Yeah, so it's the green bottle uh, jalapeno hot sauce. These are... Who's it made by? Grove Place Market Gourmet Hot Sauces. So I don't think these are going to be super hot. I was telling Adam, I feel like this is going to be more just like us reviewing the hot sauces more than anything. And like actual but, taste. Yeah, and actual, so actual heat. Actual taste. So a um, little fun thing. I uh, got some just plain fries threw hot sauce on them and uh we're just going to continually rotate Dude, there's literally nothing in this but jalapenos. jalapenos water vinegar and garlic and a bunch of other tiny stuff that does not make a difference but cool 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 so that's pretty much just like pureed jalapenos you want to do that a little bit more into the mic for everybody here <laughs> <laughs> good one there chris all right i'm pass a fan it, of this actually pass it down. down we pass heard down. we heard no i'm no i'm actually that's got hmm. no lie. That tastes like Texas Pete. Like that legitimately tastes like Texas Pete. Yes. <laughs> Does it not? Am I crazy? More, a little bit more may, bite to it, but may, maybe well, it's, it's all it is is vinegar. The vinegar Texas Pete is nothing but vinegar, and there isn't really gonna be a lot of vinegar. I mean, that legitimately feels like Texas Pete. I mean, that's with not a little hot. more heat. A little, a little more, heat. more heat. Yeah, a little more heat. I feel like that's fair. But all in all, I actually kind of enjoyed that. That's not bad. I right. mean, this is something you could put on like a, I guess, a taco or something. Quick, you could you know? use this as like as an everyday, every occasion hot sauce. Okay, yeah, you could put, put that on a little burger or something. It's not bad. Like that it's wouldn't not be bad. So, uh, it did take over the whole mouth, though. Like the it low did. level heat, it just took over the whole mouth. It did. It did. It's not overpowering. I, uh, Man, so first hot sauce review ever. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm not gonna go egregious with this. I'm gonna say uh, seven nine. You mean agree? Like you? you I don't. I don't want to be bad. No, no, no. I don't want to go bad or like super, super good either. Like I didn't want to. I want to come out here with a freaking nine balls on the. Well, I mean, a seven nine is pretty steep. It's still I think. Pretty I think steep. That's, yeah, I think it's a you know decent level. I'd, I'd I'd go to this. You know, if somebody handed me this, I'd I'd use it. I'd, I'd go to this. You wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. that's fair. Well, I, think, I, uh, I like the play here by Alex. I like the play. Just screw the whole. Screw the whole handle. <laughs> um, I'm not putting it down today, anyways. Seven, seven, nine. I think it's a little high, but yeah, like a seven, seven flat. Yeah, I'm gonna go like seven one. I'm right there with you. It's nothing. It's nothing not, stands out about this being a hot sauce, really. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it is like I kind of have that Texas Pete feel with it's a There's lot not of much vinegar. Of a jalapeno flavor to it either, really. Just like you said, Just a little. Normal. A little soft heat, though. Nothing overpowering. All right. Randomly, next hot sauce, habanero. All right. I'm going to pass it down to you. All right. Come on. I'm going to look at the other two before you can. There's, there's cayenne and chipotle. It's going to be random. But oh, okay. Not. No, I, we have a. We have a. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, do you want again? Co want cover it, cover it, yeah. I mean, soak those things. I want to make sure we're getting nothing but flavor out of that. Adam also not a huge hot sauce guy, so I'm pretty excited about this, considering I'm not much he's, hot sauce he's, yeah, that's true. Like stuff that, like, 
like sriracha and chalupa is about the normal stuff I use. We're definitely going to do a day where, or an episode where we literally just like get I some mean, flaming, flaming hot hot sauces. Wouldn't be the first time I've had hot sauce in my eye, though. When did you have hot sauce in your eye the other time? Uh, I was in college, elementary school, oh, okay. and I was trying to open up uh, a packet of hot sauce to put on something. I don't know. I think it was like taco day or something at school, and I couldn't get it open, so I went to bite it and like bite the corner. Yeah. And when I opened it, just splash right in your eyeball. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I bet that it, was nice it and toasty. Was not fun. That I bet that was, was like a mother. Nice and toasty. <laughs> oh boy! It went like straight in the back of the throat. I'm not gonna lie, you had me nervous there. I was like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> Wait a minute!" I like this one. Yeah, I really. Has, it actually has a decent habanero flavor. So. I really legitimately. This isn't terrible. It gets it gets hotter as you eat more of them, but it's not terrible. I really legitimately thought you were gonna say that, like at the Citadel, they shoved hot sauce in your eye your freshman year. No, no, no. This was like a pure accident when I was in like elementary school. A lot of guys in like the military, like in special forces units and other weird units that go out in the field for a long time or actually deploy a long time, they're doing like real long shifts and like ops. They'll put hot sauce in the corner of their eye to make sure they don't fall asleep. Shit! Wow. Because that'll give you a good like thirty minutes of adrenaline. <laughs> thirty minutes like, of crying. <laughs> I'm crying for. Couldn't see nothing coming because my I mean, at, a certain, at a certain point, you blind yourself. So, like, was it really effective? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This was. I'm going back for more on these. I like this. I think I like this one more than the jalapeno one. I'm with I you. Think it's got a little more flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's got a little bit seven. Definitely it's hotter. Got, it's hotter, but it's definitely got a little bit more flavor to the hot. Seven three. As well. That's what I got. I'm gonna mm. go like seven six. Uh, I'm gonna be lame. I'm gonna go eight flat. All right. Yeah. So you went seven nine with the other. Yeah, came in hard with the first one. He's got to follow that up somehow. Yeah. I mean, I like. I feel like the jalapeno one is a little more smooth. You can put it on a lot of other things. This, I mean, like you want to spice any milk? I do. Yeah. You need some milk. No, oh, I just want to cleanse the palate. So going from one hot sauce to another is not like. It's, oh yeah, and you're doing it with a natter day. Yeah. It's individually tasting, yeah. not just building on. No, yeah. no plugs for natter day, but you know, doing it with a natter day. Yeah, I will bring some milk. All right, I'm gonna go get us a refill on fries and milk. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where you first had a order of milk in the first place, but yeah. But either okay. way, all right, what are we gonna do next? It don't matter. Let's do let's do Chipotle. It'd be cool if they gave like the Scoville units on it or anything like that, you know? I'm surprised they don't. With it being some kind of gourmet, what is it gourmet Chris, market? Bring the box. Yeah, Grove Place. Gourmet hot sauces. The box might actually have some more information about these stuff on it. Oh, it's out of Illinois. Hmm. Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Oh, Illinois. Shake well before use. There we go. Now we're thinking. Let's go ahead and preparing. Shelf life of over two years. Love to see it. <coughs> All right, here we go. That was pointless. Completely useless. Yeah. Here goes Sorry. Chipotle. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so this is the Chipotle. I got a feeling this one's going to have some good um, flavor to it. I don't think, I feel like this isn't going to be. You know, it's going to be a good flavor of hot sauce when it comes out thick like that. It's not yeah. runny. 
I feel like this it's is going to have some, not just nothing but vinegar. You know? Yeah, some solid flavor to this. Less heat probably than the first two, but some solid flavor to this. That milk actually hit pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That was a good idea. That's oh, all. yeah. I'm just trying to cleanse the palate. It's like the ginger for sushi, you know? Oh, dude. Rolls. Oh. It smells really good. I got a funny sushi story for you after the episode. Just happened to us yesterday. It smells almost like barbecue. Does it really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, he's already been digging in. All right. Yeah, that's like a barbecue smell. Ooh. Ooh. That's, yeah, not, not nearly as much heat as the other two. Definitely more like a smoky barbecue kind of sauce here. So if you wanted to, like, <clears throat> put this on, like, ribs and have, like, a spicy, like, a spicy rub or some kind of spice to your ribs. Oh, yeah. This could be. There's some sweetness to this. Yeah, really good smoke flavor out of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. They're sloppy. <laughs> I'm. This is this one's surprising. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be. Is this your favorite one so far? That one. Yeah. It's got. I mean. By far, it's my favorite. That's just a great. I mean, that's that's heat. That's sweet. That's smoke. Like, that's a man. Definitely could, not nearly as hot. No, as I, I, I'm I'm with you though. I want to rub some ribs in that. Like I want to, I want to smoke some ribs and then finish them off with this. I'm telling like you could you could do that. Or you could do like your normal barbecue up and then like if you want to do kind of like a, a sweet heat, throw some of this in right at the end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. What seven seven. Mm-hmm. I'm really like seven nine. Seven nine. Say this was solid. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good pick. Good pick. Eight six. Eight six. Yeah. Wow. I, I want. I don't want to run out of that. I want to make sure y'all can. Y'all can take the other two. I'm. I'm keeping that one though. That one's staying at the house. All right. What do we need? We need the, the last one. Is last Cayenne. plate. Okay. And this one looks like the. Blood from the devil, right? No, it looks like Texas Pete. The habanero should have been the spiciest one. I would say so too, yeah. So let's figure out what this one's going to be. I'm liking that though. Man, that Chipotle. I want that in a burrito. Not from Chipotle, but, you know, in a burrito. That one's. Um. I don't know. Like this one smells like hot. Yeah, but um like burning your eyes hot? No, I'm trying to think of the hot sauce. Tabasco. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling. That's what yes, that's what it reminds me. Or like um it also reminds me of like a buffalo sauce though. Like if you Ooh, like a buffalo wing sauce? Yeah. Mm, like just okay. that color. Yeah, that color. I wanted it to taste like a good buffalo wing sauce. Oh, most buffalo sauce is made with like reds. I mean, Franks probably Franks. I put that shit on everything. I feel like most buffalo chicken dips are made with Franks too. That's buffalo sauce. That's just straight buffalo sauce. Yeah. Well, it's it has the same exact flavor profile as buffalo. Yeah. Like a good hot or medium? What are we talking here? Uh, medium. Look, yeah. <clears throat> like you know the heat's there, but it's not overbearing. Yeah, it really does. But yeah, that is yeah. 
That's exactly what that is. That's a that's a step up in your buffalo dip right there. I want my wings tossing this. That's not bad at all. I think overall, though, these were put four really good hot sauces. Um, I think, I think definitely think you, you know, your habanero and your jalapeno were two hottest. But I think your most flavor came from the chipotle. Came, yeah, came from the chipotle and your cayenne. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going seven five on this last one. I'm gonna do, uh, yeah, seven seven. It's probably uh probably my least favorite. I mean seven I just, five. Seven five, yeah. I mean I, I think the cayenne's just really just some like we said, a medium buffalo sauce, like for your wings. I would say oh, the I, uh, I would say it's a, I would think it has a little more kick than like a traditional buffalo. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I feel like the the jalapeno is probably like your diverse one that you can put on a lot of things and have some good flavor too. The habanero is just, you know, if you want something to light you up. It wasn't like super overpowering hot, but it was clearly the hottest of all. And then, yeah, yeah, that Chipotle man, that was that, the uh, best one. I think that's staying in the cabinet. That thing is good. That thing is good. So yeah, I'm big fan of the Chipotle. All right, so Chipotle favorite for all of us. Yes. Yeah. All right. So again, that was the. Uh, let me Grove, make sure I say it right. Grove Place Market. Grove Place Market hot sauce gourmet hot sauce collection and uh, pretty uh, solid. Fun little, fun little review, something different for us. But uh, but yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. Right. You so, want to go into a beer next? And yeah, let's okay. wash it. Wash this down with a okay. beer. Do we need some more milk? Oh no. Let me let me get a swig of that. <clears throat> yeah, so to those who may be listening to it via Podbean, I was saying Grove Street, no, Grove Place Market, hot sauces, pretty solid, decent flavors all around. Um, Chipotle was the unanimous winner of, I guess, flavor. But now we have a, we have we're going into our first beer review of the night. What we got? All right, so first beer review of the night. Yeah, we've got the uh, Polaner Hefeweizen, uh, a Munich wheat beer. Um, Germany's number one Hefeweizen. They've got that stamped on there, whatever competition that was. <laughs> Do you, uh, is this another Wico? Made in Germany. Wico fine? This is actually, a, yeah, it's a Wico fine. 5.5% though this time. No more uh, weak stuff in Germany. <laughs> just keep bringing yeah, no, no rattler, no shandy. This is uh, this is a traditional hefeweizen. So, um, it's going to be five point five. Is that what yeah. it says? Okay. Yeah. From Munich, Germany. Yep. Okay. Brewed in Germany. Imported. Does that say since sixteen? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They got breweries over there older than the U.S. So I've actually well, been to one personally. It's pretty cool. Well, I said that I'm not surprised of, but sixteen thirty four. Wow. Yeah. Must be doing something right. They've had a beer for quite a long time. So, how's it feel to I'll you? I'll let it breathe. Okay. <laughs> Air it out a little I got bit. A, I, got a, I got an odd feeling this one's going to be kind of middle of the road. Mm, I kind of like it. Okay. All right. It's definitely got that wheat flavor to it, though. Okay. 
I'm excited for it. When you say middle of the road, are you talking like? Were you talking like? I'm saying like we would probably give it a seven four. Like that's where that's I, you think that's going to be the average on this. I think that's going to be the average on this. I want it. I want it to be good, but I just don't know. You know what I mean? We got some important beers coming up too, though. So keep an eye out. Next couple of beer uh, beer reviews going to be pretty special. We got uh, a request from uh, Robert Heaton, one of our big followers. We finally got the trimmers for him from uh, uh, Delirium. So we're going to be doing that probably. I guess the next week, next beer review. And then uh, we have a special coming for a uh, request for us that was done for a uh, Indian beer. So we have a, we have an Indian, oh, Indian beer Indian on tap. Beer. Yeah. Okay. Was that from our, our, our friends over at Cinetopical? That was from our friends over at Cinetopical. So we got it lined up for them and, and we're going to do it for them. Hey, 5.5? Yeah. Shout that was pretty smooth for a 5.5. I mean, I didn't taste any alcohol at all. That's not bad, though. I feel like this is a like a Hefeweizen is such a casual, easily drinkable yeah, beer. Yeah, this is like this is like a classed up middle light. I was gonna say Budweiser, but yeah. Well, it's not. It doesn't sit as heavy as a Budweiser. No. So I mean, I, I think it it sits just like a like a light beer would. It's just that you know it's dressed up a little bit. You know, it put a put a suit on to go out. Any thoughts? I like. You can definitely taste like the wheat and stuff like that, and it. it's got the little, little bit more flavor to it, heavier feel. Um, kind of going against what Adam said, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Yo, you think it sits a little bit heavier? Yeah, I think it does. It's got a little more of that grainy and wheat taste to it. That definitely comes through stronger than most beers like this. Um, I'm gonna go like seven seven on it. No seven flat. Sorry. Seven, seven flat. flat. Seven flat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I really like it. There's just nothing really crazy about it for me that sticks out that like, well, makes me want more. Yeah, I mean, it just. I, go ahead, go ahead. You I go say ahead. I'm going seven seven. I like <laughs> I like that number. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Because I'm going seven five. So I feel like that probably actually puts us right in the middle on seven four. Well, I seven mean, seven maybe four seven five. Right. It's it's a little bit higher. Yeah. I mean, but either way, <laughs> I think I think that's right on. I, I I just I I don't know. I kind of looked at this and I thought imported number one Hefeweizen in Germany. Maybe it really is. I don't know. But um, I mean, I'm just with Alex. Like it's a it's a good beer. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I'd probably drink it if somebody handed it to me. But I'm not gonna not look gonna... at a shelf of beers and go, yeah, that's the one I want to have. I mean, there's nothing that but, pops about this. It's just clean, classic, weedy Hefeweizen. Yep. I don't know. I feel like yeah. Like, I feel like I could eat this or eat this, eat this? drink this Whoa. with with some wings. Or like if you with that buffalo sauce tingling that you know, still on the tongue, I kind of drank that and I was like, yeah, that pair that wasn't bad. It paired well, yeah. I thought it really like it was a good, easily drinkable beer following up a hot sauce. Like yeah. it wasn't we weren't we're gonna come in here with a freaking porter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some kind of stout something real heavy, real dark. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. But, I thought this was I thought this was a pretty good beer. Chris, you pretty spot on with it. I will, yeah. I mean, that was oh, that was an right. Average so, score there. Yeah, shout out for Wico. Another another six pack down from Wico. So, um, gonna actually have some total wine stuff on deck. So we're gonna roll off to a different different. I say I got a couple, alcohol provider. I got a couple of total wine uh, finds that I got out of Charleston. Okay. That I can, they're mostly local, as in just the state of South Carolina. Yeah. So I can bring those in. And okay. We can do some. I guess they are local, technically, to Charleston. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll have a little special local Charleston sesh South Carolina review night. We can do that. Uh, but yeah, so seven five seven zero, right? Yep. And seven seven, seven, seven. and that was the uh, how do you say it? Paul. Yeah, Polliner, Munich Hefeweizen. So, and that's a review. Beautiful. Uh, first sports topic of the night. We want to cover what? Let's cover the golf. You cover the U.S. Open. Yeah. Okay. So. Alrighty. I say first, first things first. Uh, wrapping up this weekend was the U.S. Open. From Torrey Pines. Yeah. Beautiful course. Right Great outside course. of San Diego. Great course. Also, didn't realize how many, like, parasailers or paragliders or whatever they're considered were at Torrey Pines until I was watching, like, the backdrops along the, you know, down there by the green. Yeah, just the bodies. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, of course, you saw the paragliders just hanging out there. And they just seemed like they stayed in, like, one place and it was, like, just sitting down. They just kind of drifted back and forth. I was like, I didn't think I realized there was that many paragliders that were wanting to watch golf above the ocean (laughs) apparently like it's been at tory pines multiple times i think it was 2008 was the last time i just don't like i just don't remember it from back then it was apparently was a great round it was tiger versus somebody in overtime and uh and it and it's i mean it's it's the moment where like tiger does like the full you know up under fist pump or whatever you want to call it yeah uh but yeah i mean great Great round of golf. I really, honestly, to be honest with you guys, really watched a little bit on Thursday because it was it was late afternoon coverage. So we got it coming off the beach. I think it was late Thursday. Didn't watch any of it Friday, and then I watched like the last hour and a half of it on Sunday as it kind of came down to it. And to be the the moment I got the notification that Bryson DeChambeau was in the lead, I was like, okay, I might want to turn this on. Yeah. So I started. I watched. I didn't watch any of it Friday. Um. Caught bits and pieces, bits and pieces of it Saturday, and like the tee off of like the final group. Saw them play their first couple holes, and then by the time I got home and got done with dinner, it was over. And that's when I got your message about who won, and I knew Bryson <laughs> was in the lead, and then bogey eleven, bogey twelve double 13 and then had an eight on 17 yeah it was uh he fell apart on that back nine ended up shooting like a plus six on the day yeah yeah he did shoot plus six on the day he finished like uh what was it three over that'll win you some tourneys <laughs> i mean that went from being in the either tied for first or either the outright lead to then like tied for 42nd yeah, I mean, or it's something like that. Yeah, he finished three over for the entire tournament. And then, you know, what the sad part is, I mean, he shot like he shot a 73 on the first day, which is two over for for uh, Torrey Pines. And then, I mean, he shot a 69, 68, and then had himself in contention and freaking just, I Ooh, mean, it. fell apart. Yeah. Fell apart. So, and then sucky ass attitude by him. I mean, dude was just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, okay, Bryson. Like, Okay, but the the Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau feud is kind of funny. I mean, it's starting to kind of like actually grow. More people are paying it, attention it to it. Needs, I feel like I feel like they're adding needs to happen just for fun. 
I feel like they're adding fuel to the fire. Like it's, I feel like it's actually not that serious, but they're like adding fuel to the fire. Oh, just to kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah, just to get some attention to themselves. But because one of them this weekend apparently said, like, I'll do whatever it takes to be paired with the other on Sunday. Yeah. Like, okay. But, um, I mean, credit to John Rom. Like, we need to talk a little bit about him and the win. I mean, first, so John Rom is the first Spaniard to ever win the U.S. Open. And he is, uh, that was his first major as well, which is pretty cool. I didn't realize how young John Rom was. He only turned pro in 2016. Yeah, he's only, what, 24? Yeah, I felt like John Rom was like, I mean, probably, Older. yeah, like turned 30s. pro when he's, say, like Jordan Spieth's age. I thought like he was 30. Like, yeah, yeah, like 20, uh, 2013, 2014 yeah. was when he would have turned pro. Yeah, somewhere around there. Like I, I, I thought he was like close to 30, but. Um, did also didn't realize it was his first major, but I mean, he moved up to the FedEx Cup to number two, big win, U.S. Open, uh, first Spaniard to win the U.S. Open. And the other note was there's only been, uh, actually, y'all take a, did you look at this? Okay. No. Take a guess how many international players have won the U.S. Open out of the 121 U.S. Opens? Eight. International players. Like, just yeah. not U.S. players. Yeah. Out of a, how many? 121. 121. 14. Um, okay. Y'all y'all are a little strong on it. 30, 35. Oh, okay. He's the 35th international player to ever win the, the way, U.S. The, Open. Just the way you set it up, I thought you were going to – it was going to be, yeah, some yeah. kind of real low number. I, I mean, I didn't really like I – didn't, I didn't realize that it had been that many because, I mean, there's just so many countries – and there, you know, there's 156 people in the field. They all come over. They all want to. Everybody wants to play in a major. Oh yeah. So, uh, I just thought there'd be more. But yeah, first, first international. I couldn't find the stat on it, but I heard it this weekend on the coverage. And I think if John Rom wins the Open Championship, he would become the literal 20th international player to ever win a U.S. Open and the British Open in their career. Mm. Not the same year, but in a career. Solid. So. Um, it, Pretty cool stuff for him. But John Rahm deserves it. Yeah, After really. Being, was it the PGA Championship? He had to withdraw because he tested positive for COVID. I'm pretty sure. It wasn't the PGA Championship. I think it was, was the, it the week after. Was it? The yeah, week I think after? it was the Memorial. Either way, he was had a leading. Had a six-stroke lead in the tournament, and they made him withdraw. And now, either a week later or two weeks later, he is winning the. U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, on on yeah, I think he was going into Sunday or like finishing his round on Saturday, and they came up to him and was like, "Hey, you tested positive." Yeah. So, I mean, just really, really sucks for him. But they didn't um, get to get those yeah, that'd points. Be, that'd be hard to stomach swallow. On that one. Yeah. Wait, so yeah, you so you missed out those points in the FedEx Cup. But now, you missed out the money. I mean, yeah. you're, you're in the lead. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's not a huge purse, but damn, man, like that's still gonna be a nice purse that you get paid out to. I mean, it's still probably a million dollars, or probably for that. I don't know. I was, I just, I looked it up. It was a twelve point five million dollar purse for the U.S. Open this year. Yeah. John Rahm walked away with two point two five million for four days worth of work. Well, oh, probably, so, probably six days worth of work with practice rounds. Yeah. Either way, you spent the whole week practicing, getting ready. Yeah, walked away with. You said how much? Two two point two five. Two and a quarter mil. Yeah, pretty solid. So I did want to kind of point out, I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know if y'all got to watch a little bit of the la the last round, but we had uh, 
there he is, Russell Henley, which is uh, a guy from Georgia, and he I think he went to Georgia too, but he currently lives in Daniel Island, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of like a South Carolina residence, I guess. But Big Boy was sitting here in sixth place, right here on the pay of four four five nine, so basically four hundred and forty six thousand dollars. Going on to the eighteenth, gets himself in position for a birdie which would solidify the sixth place for him. Instead, he three-putts it for a bogey and drops down to a tie for 13th. It cost him $211,000. Million, or $211, I mean, I feel That's like... expensive putting. Well, I feel like that happened... Um, <laughs> just like two years ago, same thing kind of happened. A guy went into the... I want to say it could have been either Kepka, DeChambeau. They went into the clubhouse, you know, like tied for sixth or something like that. And then the guys that were left playing out there, two of them dropped out, like dropped a couple shots. I think the lead, next thing you know, he was like tied for second, jumped four spots after he finished his round. Yeah. I mean, the jump, just the significance between second and fourth, they had. Um, Louis Oosthuizen finished second, which I don't even want to – I feel bad enough for Louis. I don't want to dog him for how terrible he played in the final three holes. But I mean, Yeah, he shot even on the day. So, I mean, he didn't play terrible. But John Rahm came and shot in, what, a six under on the day? Yeah, but, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is Louis had a chance to beat – like to either tie or beat Rahm going into 17. He had a chance to tie. Yeah, well, I mean, all well, he had a try, chance to tie or beat Rob if he birdied both seventeen and eighteen. But I mean, he goes like he legitimately on seventeen at the tee box. Everybody's saying he's got to go right, he's got to go right, he's got to go right. The the pressure of the U.S. Open gets to him because he's I mean he's the last guy in. Yeah, and freaking pulls it left out of bounds. Has to you know has to take he's in the penalty area. Has to take a drop back. You know, hits this hits the shot up ends up having a chance to par the putt, but it's probably like an eight, ten foot putt and he, you know, misses. So um I mean he he had, you know, he had his moment. And it's kind of been a thing across his career. I didn't realize like how many times he's had a shot at winning something. Oh yeah, he's tied for and second. It's, and, and it's on so- it's not on anybody else. It's literally just on him to perform and he can't do it. Yeah, he's been tied for second in like four or five different majors throughout his career. You know, over the last Six years, seven years, whatever it was that I saw. But yeah, yeah. had a, several top ten finishes. But yeah, Louis just couldn't, couldn't, can't quite that close has to it be out. So frustrating to be like oh, right there, yeah, so many times. Like I said, he's yeah. got several second second place finishes, third place finishes. I think he had a sixth and a ninth, but still, to be top ten, you right there is just you know three or four strokes out, and you're no. could be sitting a lot better. And I think Louis has actually won a U.S. or a uh, Open Championship, the, you know, the, what people call the British Open. So it uh, would have been huge for him to win the U.S. Open. But I don't feel bad for him too much because he's walking away with $1.35 million as well for the weekend. Yeah, so, he's doing all right. Um, you know, yeah, don't feel super bad for him. So, uh, But, yeah, just wanted to wrap that up. U.S. Open for Torrey Pines, uh, 2021 U.S. Open. Congratulations to John Rahm, first career major and first Spaniard to win the U.S. Open in the history of the 121 U.S. Open. So uh, any final thoughts on that for y'all? I'm good. Good? All yeah. right. So
Oh, I had to point it at it. Okay. Um, all right, so that's it for the U.S. Open. You want to go into hockey next? I feel like we should really talk a, lot, a little bit about the NHL. Going yeah, on right I hadn't now. paid much attention to it here. Did you see the Islanders? All right, well, here we go. All right, so uh, NHL, we haven't talked about it in about two weeks. So uh, playoffs about are that time, yeah. Yeah, probably about that time. Playoffs are coming down. We're in uh, the semifinals. You got Islanders, Tampa Bay Lightning, Vegas Golden Knights, and the uh, Montreal Canucks. Is that right? Canadian, uh, Canadians, Canadian Habs. Canadian Habs. Okay. Montreal, yeah. So, uh, right now you're sitting on. There's, of course, there's a game going on tonight between Vegas and the Habs, but uh, sitting at two-two, good series there. And then Islanders, uh, Lightning, are sitting at three-two after last night's absolute blowout. Did didn't the Islanders take Game One? Uh, in Tampa, didn't they play in Tampa? Yeah, they should be in – Tampa should have home field advantage. They're the three seed now, Islanders are the four seed. So, yeah, so I'm pretty sure yes. the Island, that yeah, Islanders took yeah. game one, 2-1. Yeah. You know what last night's score was? Anybody? Did you know no. what last night's score was? Uh, I know Vasilevsky for the Lightning was – he had a 21-game – 21-safe shutout. So, the Islanders just were – they were not going to find the net last night. He was just on. Eight to nothing. Wow. <laughs> Did they pull their goalie? You would think. I would, You'd have to I, make a goalie change. Yeah, you you got to think, right? Going in game five of the semifinals, your goalie gives up four and it's four nothing. Well, not even. Pulling his ass. Even three, pull him. Yeah, yeah three nothing. It'd be, it'd be tempting because, I mean. You got to pull. It was three nothing in the first round, the first period. They tacked on two in the second, tacked on two in the third. So Dang. it's like, well, no, it's um, – yeah, three, 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 two. Yeah, it's three, three, two. Yeah, at the end of the first. It's been, been very hard for me to let him go past the first round, first period. Yeah, well, even not, if not that, if you let him get into the second period, the first goal given up, you got to pull it. Oh, he's, yeah, immediately. But then you got to then you gotta think, all right, I'm bringing my backup goalie. He gives up two at the, you know, before the end of the second. All right, shoot, what, what do I got to do? Do you pull him too? Or do you even have a third goalie on the roster? They get they gave him uh they gave him five goals and then they pulled him and then the guy gave up three. Usually, after yeah, usually the thumb roll on hockey is about four or five, depending on the situation. He had um, a eighty both had eighty percent or higher save also, rates. The rule the real big thing he about, had, he gave up eight goals and still had an eighty percent save rate. rate. That's bad, guys. That's bad for the <laughs> NHL. Eighty percent <laughs> sounds like it's good. It's not. No, but that <laughs> means most of the time you think about it. No, but that means Drop, that's drops ten percent of an average. How many goals? How many shots did he face? What does it say there? It was uh it was between the power play and then the regular. It was twenty six. Yeah, so ten percent of twenty six, dude. That's a big chunk. So like in, in hockey world, you really want to be striving for like ninety five, mid nineties, and the yeah. high nineties. Okay. Yeah, it's like fielding percentage in baseball. You want it, you want it yeah. ninety six and above, but. I mean, but no, I thought you were about to say, yeah, he, he, I thought you were so about he, to say, yeah, he he faced forty shots, and you know, <laughs> no. something just ridiculous. No, he saved he I saved twenty one of the twenty six shots, so the other guy saved thirteen of the sixteen. Yeah, he, um, yeah, I saw they actually credit him with twenty one saves in that game. Oh no no that we're talking about the uh, Islanders guy. Oh you're, the backup Islanders yeah. yeah. Other he said other guy thought he was about Vesalesky for no lightning. but yeah Vesalesky was twenty one of twenty one and three and three of three on power plays too. Yeah, solid. So, that's a good. I mean, that's you a go good back night. and look at the other videos we've had um, talking about the hockey. What does the SH stand for? Shorthand. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Did they what did they score a goal shorthanded? No 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 he was one of one on shorthands. 
as far as like the goal, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's when the other team's on the power play. Okay, I thought you, I thought there was a power play column and a shorthand column. I was like, that makes no fucking sense. There is. There's a power play column and a shorthand column. The power play is a three of three. So is that? Okay, yeah. So the shorthand is uh, it should be when the Islanders were shorthand, but they still somehow got into a shot. Offensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when, yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it now. Yeah. When the other team was the power play you know. is when the Islanders had the main advantage, and then the yeah. shorthand is when his team was actually shorthanded. Well, no, no, the Lightning. No, not the Lightning. The Islanders shorthand. Sorry, God, I'm all confused. Don't hit me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Islanders. Ro- roast him. He is yeah. the NHL. The expert. Islanders were shorthanded. <laughs> Always getting hot. It's hard to stop those guys. Um, I mean, a, a hot goalie can literally carry you all the way to the Stanley Cup. You know, Lord Stanley. And right now, the Lightning look like they're just going to put their, they're just going to hitch that that wagon to Vasilevsky and just be like, all right, man, you keep it going. I mean, you at, you don't give after anything an up. Eight zero blowout with a complete shutout. Your goalie just performing phenomenal. Your offense just clicking like that. In game five, you're now up 3-2, and tomorrow night they should be playing. Yep, 8 um, o'clock. Yeah, tomorrow in night Tampa? they should be playing game, game they're in, six. No, they're in uh, New York. Okay. In New York. I mean, you've got a chance to close it out in New York. I think Tampa closes it out tomorrow and moves to the finals. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you that. I mean, I just don't think there's any way coming off this confidence that, they that, lose? that there's any way Tampa loses. So, I mean, what, the, 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 the returning champions, I mean – I think it's going to be them in the finals. And then on the other side, when you, you think got Vegas, Vegas? Vegas and Montreal, the crazy thing about this is Montreal is literally the 16th seed. They were the lowest seed of the entire tournament coming into this. And they're now, in this, I mean, what, I, go, look, go pull up their, their series wins. 2-2. Two, two. Uh, their series wins, I think, uh, what, they, they swept the first round, didn't they? No, they won in seven games against uh, the Maple Leafs. And then they swept the, swept the Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, know, you take Maple Leaf seven and then you turn around and wax sweep, the two seed. Yeah, sweep Winnipeg. Absolutely wax the I mean, three take, seed. I mean, taking the, the one seed to sevens, that's a, that's a strong fight. But, yeah, then to just put the woke to Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the thing with Vegas right now is Vegas has got a little bit of the turnover bug um, from when I was watching the other oh, night. Oh, that's right. So the series with uh, – the Maple Leafs, it was Montreal won game one and then lost three straight, then won three straight. Yeah. Because you talked about that in one of the previous videos. Yeah. But dang, dude. So crazy, crazy series there. So, but, but Vegas has got a little bit of the turnover bug. They can get that figured out. They should be good. Um, so you think riding on the veteran goalie, Mark Andre Fleury. So you think in Vegas, I think Vegas will get this. Uh, so I don't know, dude. Just the way <laughs> hockey works is Montreal's just got something crazy that's working right now, and you can't beat crazy when it comes to playoffs. But, yeah, Vegas I mean, back to the finals, though, in what, year three? Yep. Four. Four? I can't remember. Yeah. Either that, way, second I'm time. I'm all confused tonight. Second, second <laughs> I time. I screwed him over on that SH. Yeah. It's second time potentially, what, Vegas has a chance to make it the second time to the Stanley Cup finals. In a matter of less than five years. Yeah. Yeah. Being an expansion team. Yeah. I mean, so, that's, that's pretty sweet. I would, and they changed coaches, I think, too, didn't they? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they changed coaches to a new coach this year. I yeah. think I remember seeing something in the, in the offseason about that. So, But 
Yeah, Mont- I agree though. Tampa though to the finals, and I like I like Vegas to the finals with shoot at this point. Let let's see Vegas win it instead of Tampa instead of going. That'd be really cool. I actually would really like to see Montreal win it the 16th seed. Actually, yeah, and just smoke everybody. I'm gonna take the hot take. I'm gonna take Montreal and Tampa. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. I'm you gonna sit Montreal's here. Montreal's gonna squeak yeah. it out. Yep. To get to the finals. I mean, I think I think they end up winning Game Five tonight. And then they they hold on and and so win you, one of the final two games. Do you think they win against Tampa though? I don't know. I mean <laughs> Tampa. I'm just saying Tampa. We kind of. I feel like we kind of exclu- we we gave Tampa credit to kind of make it here, but then didn't think Tampa was going to make it past either Boston or Pittsburgh when we were talking early on. Yeah. And. Here they are now. I mean, they you know, hung, know. With, hung with the Islanders and then just spanked them last They're night. They're grinding like, it out, man. They're grinding I mean, it out. They've got, they've, they've got talent across the board. They they took Father's Day to a whole new level. I don't yeah. know. That's a <laughs> that's they got a strong team. Yeah. So I, really I, do. I do I do whether I mean whether it's Vegas or Montreal, I do honestly feel like Tampa's probably going to end up winning it. But it would be nice to see the 16 seed. And I mean, make the finals. Yeah, they won seven straight games. So they came back in the first round after being down 3-1, won three straight to beat the Maple Leafs, then won four straight against Winnipeg, and they came in here, they lost game one, then won two straight in games two and three, and then, of course, lost Sunday's game uh, in overtime to to Vegas. So two back-to-back overtime games for the series as well, so it should be interesting. All right. Yeah. Good series going on there, then. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty exciting. So a lot of overtimes in, in playoff hockey, which I mean, I'm not mad at though. Yeah, no, extra, I mean, we, extra hockey, man. Yeah, Free well, hockey. hockey. We we all know. I mean, that's kind of the 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 thing is playoff hockey being super exciting, super oh, intense yeah. on the edge of your seat, heart attacks for those except for you know the Canadian teams because they can never win a Stanley Cup, but they may have a chance at one this year. Yeah, but. All right, so that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's the playoff hockey update for 2021 NHL, and uh, we'll see you in the championship series next week. Go for it. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm fine with that. You want to move God, on into NBA gonna, talk, though? I was going to try and play some Fortnite after this, but I guess not. I'm not even just going to go in the man cave. But, yeah, we'll cover NBA talk. So uh, he said specifically uh, Bucks. And Nets. Nets is trending hard right now, but we're going to go ahead and talk 76ers Hawks too because that's probably going to be trending within you know today or tomorrow too. So. Yeah. All right, so little playoff NBA basketball without Alex. Uh, not, he's we, not a fan. Not had, to a take, fan. had to take a personal moment here, step out. I uh, got some things going on, and he's also not a big fan of the NBA. But Adam and I are here to cover it for you, and uh, we're looking at – some game sevens and then uh, maybe a little forecasting of what we see uh, here in the semifinals. So uh, first the Eastern and Western conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually both of the games that we're going to dive into are on the Eastern conference side, but uh, first one, obviously the huge game seven in overtime, the Bucks pull it out over the nets. I think everyone thought the Nets were the team to beat this year. They were the super team. They, they were the team to beat with with the talent that you saw on paper. That you five all stars. Yeah. You have five all stars on that. Not maybe not all starters, but you got your three starting your big three in Kyrie, James Harden, K D. Yep. There's your and then you added Blake Griffin in the year. Yep. So now you got four all star caliber guys. And then you just got to round out your five with 
Was it I, I mean, Green? Yeah, was DeAndre it? Jordan is. It would have been probably the fifth, but I mean, you got you know Jeff Green, you got Joe, Joe Harris. Harris. I mean, there's so was much. It, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. He retired. He, he was on the team, but he okay. retired in the middle of the season. So, which That's is true. fine. I mean, it was personal reasons he retired. But I say, uh, but yeah, again though, he wasn't back in his day. He was an all star. Yes, I mean, super super player. I yeah. mean, the, the the Tim Duncan replacement for the Spurs at the time. Yeah. So I mean, overall, like high quality players on this team. Um, injury bug kind of caught them throughout the year. Chemistry. I mean, I I feel like there was there was just a, a couple of issues there that they didn't ever, you know never really got solved. So and, I don't know. I think I don't know how often I'm going to say this, but I think Stephen A was kind of right. It takes two years. Like, no, is that what you're getting at? Or? No, but in the fact, like, they had the thing. They had a little bit of karma come after them. Yeah. <laughs> they had, you know, kind of the injury bug kind of played a factor into them. Yeah. Um, some of the coaching, I think, you know, when it came to let my superstars do it versus trying to coach the team and, and play as a team, you're going to let, you, you know, you're, Three superstars try to handle the ball and get it done for you. Whereas that's, I mean, you can't play three on five basketball and expect to win. Yeah, I think the you know people commented, and I even said this a couple of weeks ago. So if if you want to roast me about it, roast me about it. But people kind of looked at them and said, okay, this team is going to play the best one on one basketball we've ever seen in the history of the NBA because you have three guys that can really handle the ball, that can really score on multiple levels from multiple angles, multiple you know uh, three pointers, eighteen foot jumpers, hook shots underneath the basket, drive, finish at the rim. I mean, they could do all of those things, right? All oh, all yeah. three of them can. But the problem, the other problem with the way Brooklyn played this year was really. They wanted to outscore you and play no defense. Oh, yeah. They were like, I'm going to put up 150 if you can beat that. Yeah, good cool. luck. Yeah. I but mean, if not, yeah. That's kind of like how they, they, they played all year. And when the injury bug kind of snapped them and you lost Kyrie and you partially lost Harden and then he never – he came back, but he never really played at the same level. Had, you know, had, well, do you think the way he kind of took his offseason wanting to get out of Houston – and the way he kind of prepared for the season, do you think that, that had anything to do with him getting injured here late in the season, kind of being out of shape? But then all of a sudden, you now that you're out of Houston, you're trying to then mid-season or early part of the season try to get your body into NBA-ready shape, you know, for an 82-game season. I would say yes. That I feel like that had a a little bit of a play to it, and in, in the sense that he wasn't maybe as healthy as he needed to be, or as prepared yeah. stamina wise he needed to be. But also, there's so many NBA players that got hurt this year. I mean, yeah. it's just been kind of a trend for him. People have complained about it, and the players have complained about it. You know, the quick turnaround, the least amount of days off anyone's ever had in the professional sports. Blah 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 blah. I mean. You know, it's just kind of it, it is kind of one of those things where it's been a pretty hot trend, and maybe and players may be true. I mean, it may be really true that because of the least amount of days that they had to turn around, that there's people getting hurt at a at a really high clip. So, yeah. I mean, that is probably true. But but yeah, I, I definitely it, go ahead. I, I mean, what I was going to say is it's kind of a tough thing for Brooklyn fans to probably hear, but I mean, it takes two years. We've seen it with with LeBron James in Miami. Uh, we saw it with the the three in Boston. We saw it with LeBron going to Cleveland. We've seen it with him now in L.A. I mean, it, it took you know multiple yeah. years. You got to get yeah, yeah, get, get 
your one uh year one, get your feet wet, see how everybody plays together. Year two, you should have now worked out all the kinks of your system. No. By year three, y'all should be a well old machine as long as all that starting five of those, you know, learn to play together. Yeah. yeah, they learn to play together. So I, I think the Nets, I mean, from an NBA fan standpoint, which I'm not a super fan or anything, but I think from a standpoint, when I look at it, all NBA fans wanted the Nets to lose. They, uh, they, they didn't want to see the Nets succeed. Do, do it's just the, the hatred they, for super teams. As I say, due to the fact <laughs> that they created their super team and yeah. KD pulled the same thing. Again, as far as like just like when he went to the Warriors. Well, this one really is I don't think it's KD's fault because he wanted to go play with Kyrie. Yeah. He and Kyrie wanted to get together and they did their thing. And then all of a sudden it became a chance for them to have a couple other James Harden. And it was like, Yeah, James Harden. And then it was like, Okay, we can get Blake Griffin. Well, yeah, Blake Griffin. Well, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Like, you know, they just started to kind of add from that standpoint. So it, yeah, it, it isn't necessarily really like so you KD's don't think fault. It was- I don't think I don't think it was KD's fault either, but it was the same kind of thing of he wanted out to kind of go and start this trend of a of a super team kind of in the East. Yeah, yeah. I know. I give him. I give you that. Yeah. I mean, he clearly he wanted to go. He wanted to go create his own legacy outside of the Warriors, and he felt like Kyrie and Brooklyn was the team to do that. Yeah. So yeah. So, but. and I don't know. It is, it is fun watching Milwaukee play, of course, with Giannis. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I wanted to give credit to KD, too, because I don't know if, if, if we've covered it yet, but the 48 points that he scored in Game 7, the most points ever scored by somebody in Game 7. In I mean, yeah, he put I mean, he so. did. He put it all out all out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, even in what game? Was it Game 5? He had 49? Yeah, yeah, he put it all out there. I mean, nobody's talking about it, but Giannis had 40 in Game 7, too, in 50 minutes. I mean, he, he I had, mean not, he, had, he played. He had 40 with 13 rebounds, five assists. So he played every, Giannis played every minute game seven? Uh, No, because there would have been. No, you said it went into, it went into it overtime. Went overtime. Yeah, right. it was 55 minutes total. And, okay. And Giannis played 50 of the 55. And then what, KD played every minute 53. of. 53. Yeah. Every minute of what, game, game six? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. I, I think those, I mean, granted, those are your superstars. But those boys put it all out on the line. I mean, they gave it everything they had to, you know, try and get their team, their team to the next level. Yeah. So, um, well, the f- other coverage of the other game seven that we were definitely going to talk about, Atlanta Hawks, 76ers, kind of a huge thing for the Hawks to be making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, oh, yes. This is a team that people really like. I mean, people thought the Knicks, you know, Hawks were the five seed, so they thought the Knicks were going to win. They thought the Knicks had played well. Everybody kind of wanted to see the New York Knicks make it to the second round. Everybody was like, oh, if they get to make the second round, they'll get blown out by Philly. Hawks put it to the Knicks. I mean, 4 1. Bad boy Trey Young. Yeah, bad boy Trey. I mean, Trey Young is literally, we're watching him become the next Steph Curry. I'll put it on recording right now. We are he, watching Trey Young. I think he will go down as the next one of, Steph Curry. One of the. Uh, one of the all-time elite top, shooters. Top five, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a top five shooter in the history of the NBA when he's yeah, done. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. mean, this dude is is maybe the, behind. Like, I think you go like Steph, Way Allen, Allen Reggie, yeah, Trey Young, and then you can. I mean, Clay Thompson's right there with yeah, him too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just elite level scoring. And the other thing is just like he's got some help. Like John, John Collins, Collins is, is doing well. well. He's getting double doubles. You know, Clint Capella's kind of somewhat there. Hunter's uh, doing okay, yeah. um, but really, I mean, 
Like he's got hundred year old Donato Galliari freaking with his six ten small forward power forward body, you know, still scoring yeah, still shooting threes. Uh three it was three of seven in, in, in actual and actually in game seven. But I mean, Trey Young is just dropping dimes. He's scoring, he's doing everything he he's needs. Do, he's doing everything right. He is making the right leads at the right time. Yes. He is making the elite level passing to make sure he gets it to the open guy for the open shot. Then they're not playing selfish. They're playing good team basketball. It's it's wild. I mean, it's wild to see the Atlanta Hawks doing this. And then to upset the 76ers, if you're a Philadelphia fan, like you have your Super Bowl, yeah. The Phillies won a couple championships in the, you know, in the early 2000s, you know, mid 2000s. But the 76ers have been feeding you trust the process for I swear to God, Three like years. Ten, 10 years now. It I mean, it's like, it. it's, like it's it's got to feel it's probably only actually five years, but I mean, it like it's got to feel like you're getting let down. Like, shut up and show me results. Like, I so don't want to sit here and trust this anymore. Who are you more mad at? As is this a because I don't think it's a coaching problem. I don't I, think I mean, it's this, yeah, Doc Rivers. You can't blame Doc Rivers for man. This, this is this has been going on. Like, I say this isn't a coaching problem. This isn't that the team doesn't know how to play well together because clearly they do. They were the what number one overall seed in the East. Yeah, so it's not like they don't know how to figure it out. What you got to look at now is how is my number one overall pick in three games combined going to give me fifteen points? Yeah, I mean. Ben Simmons, who you're giving $140 million to over four years, gave you five points in a game seven as a point guard. Shot, what, four times? Four times. Two for four. Shot four times. <laughs> game before that, shot, what, six times? I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, Joel Embiid had 21 shots, and, and Harris, had, Harris had 24. Yeah, he had thir- 31 points, and Harris had 24 shots and scored 24 points. I mean, you, I mean they played big men basketball at the bottom. I mean, but but to see some of the replays, like the one that that I remember that distinctly sticks out to me is Ben Simmons got a good spin move on a guy down on the block, had a wide open layup, chose to Passed dish it, it off, yeah. and then the guy got hacked. Yeah, to had to go to the line, and the guy ended up only making one out of the two. Yeah, again, you're paying a six eight point guard, six ten point guard, however tall he is nowadays, a hundred and forty million dollars. The guy's made like three threes his entire career now. He still, I mean, he still doesn't shoot, but like maybe 77% from the free throw line, yeah. which as a point guard is terrible. Like, let's be honest about it. In the NBA, that is. How are shooting like 95? Kevin Durant's shooting 97. And I mean, yeah. he's got the same body as Ben Simmons with less weight on it. Like, what is going on there? I mean, if again, Philadelphia, if you thought you were going to win a championship with Ben Simmons, you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm so just going to say I, it. I think that. Is where the problem lies. Yeah, oh, I know it is. I mean, and I so fully the, believe it is. And so the the question that was asked was, can to Doc Rivers, can you know Ben Simmons be a point guard on a championship team? Granted, I know he said I can't answer that right now, but I know inside he wanted to be. Hell no, he can't. Clearly, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know Joel Embiid played with a freaking uh, what was it torn meniscus or something. I mean, he's yeah. got something torn in his shoulder. Dropped oh. thirty one. <laughs> I mean, first off, the meniscus is in the knee. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I don't even know what it is. Like torn labrum. labrum yeah. yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's torn labrum. But, I mean, good Lord, like, they do drop 31 with something torn in his shoulder. And, and, and you, you couldn't give up. You 
couldn't, you couldn't help him. him. You couldn't help him. How many minutes did he end up playing? Did, he played thirty six minutes. Played thirty six minutes of a, you know five points. Yeah, that yeah. is pathetic. So you know, congratulations to the Hawks. Uh, oh, so, yeah. I mean, they're playing great basketball. You got to be excited for the Hawks. This I mean, is going to be a fun. I think this is going to be a a fun uh, Eastern Conference series. Finals. Nobody, yes. I Giannis. I think Giannis. This, is this gonna, better be Giannis's coming out party as a like elite superstar. Like this better be where he's dropping I think he forty. Domi- a night. I think he dominate. Well, I don't know if he'll drop forty a night, but I think he dominates down low though on Clint and on John Collins. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. The the problem is going to be: Does Milwaukee have anybody that can actually cover Trey Young? Exactly. Yep. Can you hang with this guy? Are you going to let him? Middleton is the. Um... Yeah, but he's more of a small forward. He's not quick enough to. He's a he's a shooting guard, but he's really more built like a small forward, so he's not quick enough Say, to who shoot. Who is the who is the Eric Bledsoe? Is that right? The point guard for Milwaukee. That yeah. sounds right. Or either yeah. you have um, is Divincenzo still up there? Oh yeah. Well, no, Divincenzo got hurt. I think actually. But either yeah, but either way, I agree. You Drew Holiday. That's who. That's what I'm thinking of. No right. way, it's Drew Holiday. Is it really? Drew Holiday is either the point. I'm pretty sure he's the point guard. But if not, that's it who, is Drew Holiday. That's yeah. who you got. That's who you got to have guarding. Trey Young. He's not a great defender. But that, I mean, who, like you're saying, I don't think there's anybody else quick enough to keep up with Trey. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's who you're going to have to have on Trey. But then at the same point, is Clint going to be body enough to keep Giannis out? I don't think so. No. I mean, I don't think so. But all right. So take your pick. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pick the, the conference final or, or the uh, conference semifinal. So uh, Atlanta, Milwaukee. Give me. Atlanta and seven. I want Atlanta too. I want Atlanta too. Atlanta, so Atlanta seven. And seven. Got a little show going on over <laughs> here, but uh, all right then. Uh, the Clippers and Phoenix Suns. Game two is going on tonight. I'll go ahead and tell you Phoenix won first game. Um, I'm going to take Phoenix. Phoenix is hot. I tell. I called the Phoenix sweeping and. Oh, you think a full sweep? No, no, no. I called oh. the Phoenix sweeping of Denver, and uh, and I'll call. I'll call Phoenix. Phoenix and six. Five. I'll go five. I go six. I give Clippers one game. Chris Paul's out right now with COVID, so the, you know he's he's missing from the Suns, but also Kawhi Leonard's still out, so it's just PG versus uh, Booker and Aiton. So I, I'm gonna take the Suns in five. And yeah. I'll tell you right now, I'll be really excited. I'll probably watch the NBA Finals if it's Atlanta Phoenix. Oh, that would be just a, to see some different blood and some young blood and some, some young, young blood. blood. I mean, it would be super fun. I mean, God forbid college football could actually give us somebody besides Alabama, Ohio State, or Clemson in a championship game, but you know, the NBA is finally going to get it. So, uh, well, that's all for me on NBA thoughts. I'm you got anything? Oh my God, a flying missile coming in at us. <laughs> anything for I'm you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, all right. Well, as always, if you like our videos, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Alex, uh, you want to be a deer and grab the second beer? Yeah. So. Uh, We appreciate you guys as our followers, and uh, if you have anything, as always, feel free to comment. Let us know if we're doing good, doing bad. If you think Adam's ugly, we already know, but just make sure you say it on here too. Thanks, everybody. And we'll try and do what we can to solve that problem. So, but as always, thanks for for watching. They all, they always trying to play me for no reason. (laughs) It is. It does feel like. Because I'm the short friend in the friend group. Go ahead. Yes, yes, Brooklyn got eliminated. Got That's what we were just talking seven. about. And they in game seven. Kevin Durant dropped forty eight and they still lost. Harden what? put up like twenty one. Like Kyrie Irving Kyrie's was out. out. Yeah. So they were they were injured. That was their problem. So
Um, well, kind of. I mean, the, the Clippers are technically a super team with Paul George and Kawhi, but then Phoenix is – people are starting to consider them a super team, even though it's just two young drafted and then 38-billion-year-old Chris Paul. <laughs> so, who says he's going to play in the Olympics? He's a, he, he just he committed did, to the USA team. No, he, he declined the offer. Chris Paul did? Yeah. Oh, I thought it said he, co- he committed He did. To I it. saw that too, but then I saw a counterpoint today – I think from Bleacher Point that uh, said Chris Paul turned down the invite. Okay. But okay. Kevin Love and is playing on the team. Wow, Kevin Love still plays? I mean, Is he trapped Olympics. in Cleveland? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Poor guy. I don't think he's left Cleveland yet. <laughs> oh, no. poor guy. He's just trapped. Like, LeBron just sort of left him, and he's trapped in Cleveland. You don't know how to get out yet, man. <laughs> Nobody wants him now. Yeah. He got too old. Yeah. So, all right. Y'all ready for beer two? Yes. Okay. All right. So on to beer two for the night. Adam's got it. It's uh, it is a local beer. I do remember it that. But. So we got Boats Fly South. Yeah, in, in Greenville, South Carolina, and it's called Nights Like These. It's an Irish style dry stout. Okay. Okay. Got a feeling this is going to be a big one for this Alex. Is a pretty, I like the can design. It's yeah. uh, like all the uh, star constellations. Yeah. Kind of lined up. Yeah. So you got horse, a fish, and than two random people. Adam doesn't know much astrology. I mean, do you know who they are on the can, Chris? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's Zeus or somebody, you know, it's nothing. No, I have no idea. I, was, I, don't, I don't remember either, so to be honest with you. Four out of five of malty. It's a two out of five on bitters. And it is a five out of five on roasty. Ooh, I got a feeling we're going to get like a coffee vibe to this. Real nice coffee vibe to it, but dry yeah. Dry stout. It's the first time I've ever heard it really a beer described as a dry. You know, like champagne and stuff like that is when it's not very sweet, but it's brute, yeah. That could be is that what you said the five out of five what? Was roasty. Roasty. Yeah. That is well, five that, out of five that could be the dry. It might. It might could be, yeah. You going in first? I guess so. What's it smell like? Like a normal stout. Okay. Kind of, kind of coffee, kind of chocolatey. Okay. He looked confused on that first pull there. Say something. Um. <laughs> I mean, he he really did look confused. I don't know. That's it's not it's not great, but it's not terrible. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is it's got a strange profile to it. I can get the the dry now. Yeah, that they're talking about. And it definitely is roasty. It really is definitely roasting. It's not coffee though. I no. was expecting it to be much more like a dark coffee. It's not that kind of flavor profile to it. Delicious. It's a dark dry stout. I'm just reading this off the can. I'll well, try to pass it off as my words. I was I was gonna say is that kind of you going monotone on this? Give me give me some yeah, give me some, give me some voice. Yeah, give me some voice uh, alterations okay. to yeah, this. I'm to do like the, the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, go for it. Rich and roasty with minimal hop and soft conditioning. This classic Irish pine has a caramelized subtly at the start, mellows into chocolate and coffee malt flavors, and finishes with a clean traditional dryness on the tongue. Cheers. No, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty solid. <laughs> um, I definitely. I mean, you can kind of taste like 
I guess when you when you say you know you get your coffee beans roast like that, I kind of I get yeah, that. Yeah, get play. more of the coffee roast, not the actual yeah. like coffee after product. You know, correct. Yeah, I mean, but I'm with y'all. This is not what I expected when he read off the the numbers over here. But when it, when they said ro- I'm getting roasty, I definitely am getting roasty. You're getting that roast flavor, yeah. Um, it's got the malt to it. It's not very bitter, like it, they say. I I don't know those. I think those numbers are accurate. I think the numbers are accurate. It's just lacking like a, a depth of flavor, honestly. I'm gonna go seven five on it. Okay. I don't know for for I guess what I'm was thinking of a stout. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm looking for. Maybe either a hint of that more malty kind of chocolatey taste, a more kind of roasty. Well, it got the roasty coffee taste kind of to it, more so than you know. But I still think there's yeah, it's just something's just a hair off, just something's missing, just a little bit. But um, I'm going to go six eight. I like it. It's got the extreme eight. dark color to it, like a stout normally does. I mean. I just, to me, I feel like there's just a little bit of a lack of like depth and flavor, and that's kind of the only thing that that makes me sit here and go, "Yeah, I'm probably not gonna, you know, Get drink this, this again. again." I mean, it's it's drinkable for for people that you know, some people shy away from stouts because they're so heavy, they're like bold in flavor, and they're they're dark and they're hard to drink unless it's the winter time and stuff like that. This feels almost kind of like Doug's Porter, where it's just a it's a little more lighter on the yeah. alcohol content, a little bit lighter in the drinkability, um, you know, would mix well with some other different flavors. And Yeah, it doesn't sit, like you're saying, doesn't sit as heavy as like maybe a traditional porter or stout would. Yeah. And I, which really kind of throwing you guys off because it doesn't have that like I see, but smooth you, creaminess yeah. and like sweetness. As, yeah. much, as much sweet as there is in a stout, but you know what I'm saying? There's, it's like those two aspects are kind of gone now, so it's it's completely different than the the normal stouts that yeah. I mean, it's four. You normally drink. It's yeah. it's four percent alcohol as well. So I mean, it's a lot lighter so, than. So it's less stout. than yeah. a Bud Light. <laughs> it is less than a Bud Light. Yes, Adam, <laughs> on the Bud Light scale. One of these days, I really hope we have like in the video, it's just a Bud Light scale and just it shows where. Is it above? Is it above a four? They're down. Is it above or below the four point two line? <laughs> Um, but I mean, typically, you know, you see stouts that'll be seven, nine, somewhere, you know, somewhere in that, and well, um, even, yeah, or at least above a, a six and a half. So, well, I what's mean, this Doug's is, Porter like a five? Doug's Porter is a five four, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's um, you know, it's kind of lower than that on the typical scale. So this being a four flat, I mean, there's just a little bit less alcohol, and then I just I really like I would rather have seen them go for this bold chocolate flavor or this bold coffee flavor you know that, with the roast but there's less bitters and less you know malt to it i would like for them to just kind of choose one of those flavors and, and really hammer that home but uh i mean all in all i mean it's still on a bad beer going probably a seven flat for me um but all in all i mean super cool can design like if i could just give extra points for the can design like I they'd would. get at least an extra half a point oh yeah guaranteed i mean that's, i do like the can design that's the best can out to chris Cole. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Cole. Um, I may be butchering the last name, but it's K O E L L E. I go. Yeah, it sounds good enough. Yeah, Cole. I'm mean, Cooley. Something like that. There's no way it's Coel. 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 It's Cooley. <laughs> it could be Chris Cooley. Well, is it? Could it be Chris Cooley? 
could be Cooley. Okay, yeah, it could be Chris Cooley. So we don't know you, but shout out to you if you did the shout can design. You, Chris yeah. K. <laughs> for boats fly south yeah. nights like these yeah. can design i mean really really cool can design best cool, best can design we've seen in months in my opinion i mean yeah just overall but uh so run back through it one more time seven flat seven five and six eight, six, eight down on the end for adam lee anthony johnson did you mute him or me yeah i muted him okay <laughs> why'd you mute me <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, that's his dream height anyways. So, but who yeah. wouldn't want to be six, eight, <laughs> is six, eight too tall though? No. All right. Yes. Hold on. We'll, we'll cover yes. that in another segment. Professional athlete all day. <laughs> another, another segment. So finish the video off. Birds fly south. Nights like these. Uh, Irish uh, dry stout. Seven, five, or sorry. Seven, oh, seven, five, six, eight. And that's a beer review. All right. Now let's talk about this. So what height is too tall because I feel like six eight. I think six eight's like right there on the borderline of it. I I feel like six eight is too tall. Like I would if I'm just talking. You're what six three? No, six. Okay, you're six two. I uh, you're taller than Garrett and Jacob, aren't you? Garrett's only no, six me two. And Garrett are like right there. I thought yeah. Jacob? Garrett and Jacob are like six two, and I thought you were just a hair taller than both of them. I thought Jacob was actually six three. I, I thought Jacob was taller. Than both of them. It, is he now? I think he is. Okay. okay all right. But so All let's, those freaking HGH roids he's been taking. <laughs> <laughs> he has been pretty work, working out pretty well, but, you know, that was just for the, the wedding body. But, all right, so I feel like 6'8 is too tall. I feel like 6'4, six, 6'5 six, is where, like, the perfect just – I would just, say 6'6, six, six, Richard's getting a little aggravating. Okay, okay. So we're kind of in the same – we're yeah. kind of in the same I mean, aspect. I was, no, I was, I was about to say 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six. after that. It, you you're having to like you know duck more than you would want, and, and even like even like, six, got, I mean you got you got to get bigger shoes, you got to get a bigger car, vehicle. Like even at six six though, like there's gonna be things that you may not be able to do because of your height. God, yeah. This is but, such a I mean this is such a good question though because I feel like from different people it's gonna be different aspects. Like if I was an athlete, right? If I'm gonna if I'm a professional athlete. I want to be six five or better. I mean, especially if you're playing basketball, maybe not golf, but you know, baseball, football certainly. I mean, well, even well, even at baseball though, depend. I mean, unless you're a pitcher, I think being like six one is tall enough in most places. Uh, I mean, they, they like some first baseman or third baseman to be a little bit taller. Okay, six three, six four, six three, six four for them. Yeah, okay. you don't need to be super tall. That's what I'm saying. In baseball, like, like, but your baseball, you can get away with being. Five ten. Oh, certainly, but I mean, like you think about some of the I mean, best. Look at Ozzie, five eight. He's like five five, <laughs> but um, but I mean, so like you look at Jose some Altuve. of the. Yes, short. Five six. Five Chiefs, six though. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, not anymore, <laughs> but. Uh, but no, I mean, it only counted when he did it during the World Series. <laughs> but, it do it but, but you're right, Chris. He quit eating. But at the same time, like there was. One of one of the contractors that we work for uh work with um was six eleven and holy balls played for the Texas Rangers and was a pitcher. Yeah, well that, I mean that makes sense. I mean yeah. that that kind of length gives you yeah, an advantage. I mean, by the time he fully extends his hand, it's like Randy Johnson, his hands onto the grass again and he's shortened up the distance. Yeah, you, you got you got forty four feet left of the plate. <laughs> yeah. He's like shortened it up. Well but, but you think about that's like the only place though like I think you need height on a baseball field. Well, but think about some of the power hitters, though. John Carlos Stanton, 
Aaron Judge, Adam Dunn back in the day. Aaron Judge ain't shit. I mean, he's a power hitter, though. He's a guy that drops 40 bombs a year. So, I mean, the, some of these guys, you talk about all those guys are 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and 6'9", respectively. I mean, these were huge dudes. Who's, with um, Baltimore Orioles, Chris uh, Davis? Chris Davis, Davis is like 6'6", yeah. Six, six, yeah. I mean, he bats 144. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's, he's literally, it's out, the, it's out the parker. It's in the strikeout. Club, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it's, for, for all the, I mean, granted, Adam Dunn played outfield. Yeah, first base. Aaron Judge plays outfield. I was about to say. Carl Sam plays corner outfield. Yeah, well, DH is now. But I was about to say, a lot of these guys were either one of two positions. A lot of you played first. Or corner outfield. Yeah. Well, you needed to maybe be tall enough to get up, you know, up on the wall a little bit. And your body size, you're you're too slow to play center field. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it can be done. I mean, those guys clearly. you're a professional DH. Yeah, but I mean, those guys Big clearly Bobby. clearly have an advantage, not not in a sense because of their height, but their stature, their body build. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, because five eight two fifty doesn't sit right. You ain't gonna move <laughs> like a six four two fifty guy's gonna move. Yeah, I yeah. mean, th- just the way that weights. So I mean, if you're gonna be five eight five ten, you got to be two fifteen probably at your mat. You know, that's. Even then, you're looking at being a little heavy at even probably 215. Yeah. Just probably based off of what you're playing, you got to be you got to be lighter, a little bit more quick, you know, quick on your feet. You can't be 215 or better. But if you're six three, six four, it's okay because maybe at first base you're looking, you got to make three or four steps to your to your right. But everything else, you mostly you're taking the three steps to first, standing there, catching the ball. Yeah. All right, so I didn't want this to run super long, but I thought it was kind of interesting because immediately we disagreed on it. But I think we actually kind of agree if, like, if you're just a normal human, not athlete, what height would you want, you know, to be perfect, or where where is oh, too oh, if tall? I was just a normal individual. Yeah, you you're like being, you're six two. Okay, yeah. If I'm okay. an athlete above like six six is. Isn't it amazing how the six two guy wants to be six four, six five, yeah. and, the, and the five seven guy is just like, please God, give me to six two. Can I, can I be six foot even? <laughs> but I mean, I mean, uh, I, mean I don't know. I think I think six four, six five is probably yeah, probably the max of what a, like what, what a normal human would want. So you, you agree with that, or you disagree with that? I agree with it. Yeah, I agree with it. You? Like I said, I I'm you good. think six two, like yeah. six one, six two. I mean, okay. after that, which. What's the point of being six five if you're not playing in a, you know a sport? Yeah. yeah, I mean six four somewhere around there. Okay, all right. So that was just a little little free, interesting extra content there uh, of us discussing what would be the perfect height. All right. So final thing for the night, it was our poll question. All right. So final thing for the night, it was our poll question on Instagram. Uh, ended up so backstory for this. Austin and I are sitting at the beach together last weekend. Nate, of course, the instigator, just is like, you know, since you guys have a sports podcast, you should really do a segment on who's the most popular athlete in the world. And Alston goes, oh, that's easy, blank. And I was like, no, dude, who like did, it's wait, definitely blank. And so this ends up turning into like an hour 15 argument. Everybody gets their opinion. I mean, I know. It. Okay. So I, I have my opinion. I don't yeah. know if I'm correct. Uh, from your voting, yes, you were correct in what uh, Alston was saying. You okay. pick, you and Alston picked the same person, okay. and then I picked somebody else. So we put the poll question up. Uh, who is the most uh, well-known athlete? Well-known athlete, recognizable athlete was the way I worded it. Who's the most recognizable? Because I don't want to go most popular because people will be like, oh, so-and-so has 
eight billion people on Instagram, right? Yeah. Or LeBron James has eighty-one million followers on uh, Twitter, right, or something yeah. like that. So most recognizable athlete is the way we worded it. Basically just saying that if you showed someone in another country this person's photo, they know exactly who it was, right? Yeah. Especially people that aren't even like sports people. Uh, the four options that I went with were Tiger, Tom Brady, LeBron James, and Cristiano Ronaldo. The results were a little bit surprising, but also I do think that they're also accurate. So Cristiano Ronaldo won with 29, which was who you voted for. Okay, so my thing is I didn't like your options because you did all American athletes except for the one international guy. Okay. Now, if you would have led with like a LeBron James, Tom Brady, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, throw in a, maybe another foreign guy in there versus three Americans and a foreigner. Okay. I think it would have been. I knew that. Know. I knew that you were going to argue that because I also knew that that was Austin's like main argument was that I Americanized my people. You did. I would. I would. I agree with that. So Leon, Lionel that. Messi didn't even crack the top ten for twenty twenty one. By the way. So everyone thinks that Lionel Messi would be that guy right there hanging with Ronaldo. He didn't even crack the top ten. As far as recognizable athlete, yeah. I'm. I think. I I mean, I think Seth Curry would probably be up there too. Forget about those. I voted for Tiger because I feel like he's going to be easily the most recognizable in North America. Yes. No. And then so is LeBron James. He's going to be. He's going to carry over into Europe as well. Now, Ronaldo definitely is going to be the number one guy in Europe besides possibly. Honestly, I think people would recognize David Beckham more than him. It's just Beckham's just not as big in the social media anymore. Well, more well, more old saying, school people and young people would know David Beckham more than Ronaldo, I feel like. I, I don't know. Ronaldo, but I, think Tiger, I think Tiger carries North America better and also carries Europe. That's why I said Tiger. Yeah. I don't know. Ronaldo, I think, has such a presence with soccer being – such a dominant sport throughout the world that that is clear as day. I think heads above, you know, heads and shoulders above um, the next person down on the list. Now, I think he's not, he's actually not super far off from, from estimated numbers. But then but. I would say, like, I don't know, Steph Curry, LeBron James, because I think basketball is pretty, pretty large around the world too. Maybe not, not really in Europe. I mean, I mean there's a there's a European league, yes, but it's not there's not Europeans watching the NBA. But the NBA uh, culture doesn't carry over. But it but it does but it does in Asia though. It does in, in Asia. It's yeah. Huge in China. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like you got you gotta kinda think based off of your sports, how well globally does it react? I mean, so like yeah. I said, but you could get a LeBron James, Steph Curry, you can get a Ronaldo. Uh in the golf world, yeah, America bits and pieces of Europe, bits of Asia for those who keep up with it over there. But it's not, that, yeah, it's not really super big in Asia, yeah. but you get, you know, the Australia, you got a couple good players from yeah. Australia, South but I mean, Africa. You got, you got to, that's how I thought about it. It was like globally, what sport are they representing? And then how does that sport yeah. affect the world in general? Well, well, Tiger, like when I looked at the official, you know, sportshow.net's actual 2021 updated rankings for the most, uh, you know, popular athletes across the world, Tiger didn't qualify because he's hurt. I mean, he's not, you know, playing. So I, they didn't really add him in there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, LeBron James at four, Tom Brady at seven. I would imagine Tiger would have cracked the top ten. I mean, because Alex is still right. In a, in a world golf spectrum, 
you're going to get you, people are going to know him in Europe. They're going to know him in South Africa. They're going to know him in Australia. They're probably going to know him in China just because of how popular he was ten years ago. Yeah. But um, you're 100 percent right on the basketball spectrum too, because when we talked about Asia, China having six billion people or whatever they have now. You'd be surprised though in China though, like the the basketball shoe market here in America is wildly different than it is in China. Like the shoes that are most popular in China are like ones that you would be like, that's not even like top five here in Yeah, they're Kyrie they're Kyrie's or they're Kevin yeah. Durant's or yeah, like yeah, all they're Paul George's. Popular. Yeah. Over here you know it's the Jordan. Jordan, LeBron, Jordan, Jordan, like Jordan, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. But LeBron actually is now historically the number one recognized player in China from the NBA. He's currently the number one player in the in the NBA for China, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, LeBron has such a pooling. That's what puts him in at number four. Roger Federer was at three, which kind of yeah. surprised me. But, I'm I mean, tennis is, tennis is a world-renowned sport. It's another world-round sport. I'm not surprised at that. By but no over, way. like, Novak Djokovic or yeah. Rafael Nadal, I mean, well, it, it's I would, Federer. I know. Just because of the way Federer is as an individual, yeah. like, people like Federer more than they like Nadal. Interesting. But Nadal is the king of clay court. Yeah. I wouldn't. You will never see that man lose on clay court, typically. He's got, like, of his, I don't know, I think he's got, like, 12 or something like that, majors, 15, something like that. 11 of them were the French Open. <laughs> which Damn. is the clay and yeah. same, But the same thing for Federer, like, of his 17 grand slams, like, 10 of them were at Wimbledon. Okay. He's just a great grass court player. Yeah. And okay. Nadal's just a great clay court player. Just It plays well to his style of play. Interesting. Interesting. But those two guys, I would say, throughout our generation, have probably been the two most recognizable tennis players. Yeah. I mean, Nadal's at three, and or sorry, Federer's at three, and Nadal's not even in the top ten. You're going to be really surprised who's, in, who's at ten. You want to take a guess who's at ten? Because it's your sport. Is in hockey? Yeah. Alex Ovechkin? No. Mm, is it going to be Sidney Crosby? It's Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Because you want to know why? He's Canada. A, he's a pretty boy. Yeah, I think that's that the reason Ronaldo true. also has so many followers is because girls drool over him. And I can believe that. Mike Trout came in at nine, which is uh, a little bit surprising, but also not super not surprising. Really. I mean, he's, he's the largest, he's the highest paid player in baseball. Yeah, and he's also, I mean, pretty much the best player in baseball right now. Oh, it has like, been probably the last you know, three years. You know, I mean, Acuna is certainly making his standpoint. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of Acuna but, for hitting the 100 mark on home. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, I feel yeah. like that's pretty quick. It is. It is. It is super, like, it's stupid quick. It's like 150 the games. Will like trade him before the season. I hope not. No, they got him on an eight-year no. contract. So they better not. That boy better retire. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, he really ought to. Oh, Joe, uh, also, speaking of that too, you Darvish broke like the 1500k mark uh, with his 11ks like last night. That dude has gotten crazy good in a mat in a matter of like three years. Like he was good when he first came to the MLB, but he is like Lights ace, out. elite. There's, um, what? Got a thing from Twitter. 1,500K, how many? Luka Modric becomes the oldest and youngest Croatian to score in the Euros because he has now gotten so old that when he scored yesterday or earlier yeah, today, yeah. he also became the oldest. But he held the record for being the youngest, youngest. Croatian to score That's in the Euros. Pretty That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So that boy's good. That, that boy is good. Luka Modric, yeah. yeah. So to wrap up our poll, uh, Ronaldo had 29, Tiger had 20, which was Alex's vote, Tom Brady with five, LeBron with nine, which was my vote. I, I actually, I mean, I'd like to argue the numbers that LeBron, because of his standing within America, Canada, and Asia, 
I mean, that combination of population, the amount of people you, that. But you could show Ronaldo's picture to anybody in America, almost, and I think they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's Ronaldo." No, nah, I don't know. I, so- I mean, soccer. Beat him out every time. Yeah, I mean, I, I just. I just don't think like I'm glad that soccer is becoming more popular. People are really starting to kind of follow MLS a little bit more. I, mean, more. I think it's always been the most popular sport in the world. In the world, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking America. Oh, yeah. I'm talking yeah, America. America. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm excited that soccer is becoming more popular in America, okay, where yeah. people are starting to follow the MLS a little bit more. We have the Atlanta United near us, which is a good team. Um, yeah, I get, that's the closest team. But then the next, the other expansion team was what Orlando. Yeah, I mean Christian in DC, uh, but Christian Pulisic is really like starting to come along as far as like a superstar for the American United team. Yep. So he's uh, me and me and Christian were talking uh, this the other week, but he he made a point that Pulisic may be the best American born soccer player that we've ever seen that we've ever had, mm-hmm. and I made the case which I would. Right he's now, got he's got to prove a little bit more, but I agree. He's but I certainly said, got the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. But I said in his in the prime, like I would have liked to see maybe Landon Donovan. Yeah. And him, like in, you know, like Pulisic may be in his prime now. We don't know. He's still got you know got to prove it a little. I mean, he's on what twenty one. Yeah. I mean, the dude's. I don't think he's actually twenty one. I think he's a little Either. bit older than that. But yeah, I mean, the Either dude's way. crazy young. But yeah, but but then if you like took prime Pulisic and like. Prime Landon Donovan, you know, a couple of these other, um, Jose, um, Altador, yeah, you know, Mr. I can't ever stay healthy, but yeah, and put and put him up against those guys, like, you know, maybe yeah. you might, you might make still, depending on how he does, you might make a case he could be the best American born soccer player that we've ever had because he's now a Champions Cup winner, yeah, with Chelsea, yeah, uh, sliding in at number six, Serena Williams. Okay, I'm I'm happy about it. Like I want to see a girl on here. I mean, not, I'm not yeah, and, not surprised about it either. And I wouldn't and I wouldn't argue that she's probably the most well known female athlete in the world. Yeah, I would go with that. Yeah, I, I mean, would go with that. Gonna, I mean, you're not gonna what what else are you gonna compare it to? WNBA? I mean, NBA. Uh, yeah, I mean the you know I girls mean, girls soccer. I mean you know, on a world spectrum, but. You know, female golf is not followed enough. Yeah, exactly. Say, I mean, that's you, what I'm saying. Who are you going to name other than Americans in the female yeah. soccer world? Yeah. I mean, Amanda Nunez, but that's just really for us. I mean, there's other countries, of course, that watch UFO. What was, no, what was her name? She was the captain of the women's soccer team for the longest time. Megan Lapino. No. The early, well, early 2000s. Uh, Alex Morgan. No. Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm. Yeah. Mia Hamm and her prime was extremely recognizable. Yeah. But I mean, that's just. But, yeah, I mean, that's but that's the thing is like, there's not enough. Again, unfortunately, superstar that, female athletes. Could, well, no. Most of them, most of the ones that are most recognizable right now is honestly just because the Olympics. Yeah. Come like Olympic time, Simone, and all of a sudden. But yeah, that's my thing. Simone Biles has seven world championships, yeah. like the most ever, <laughs> yeah. and that got less coverage than LeBron James saying he's going to go from twenty-three Three to six. six. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta hate it, but we here on the Beer Bacon Bros podcast, we'll, we'll support women's athletics all the time, especially Amanda Nunez because she would beat the living crap out of all three. <laughs> so, right, so um, just a little note to end on, I guess. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, I talked about how he's got a massive Instagram following. Yeah. There's one account higher than him. Can you name the account? As an athlete. There's one Instagram account with more followers than Cristiano Ronaldo. Like literally in the world, in there's the only world one. In the world of Instagram. Can you name the account? Whoa. No. It's Instagram. It's the company's account. 
Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> so you got watching well, number oh, one yeah. is Instagram. Number uh, one is Ronaldo. I'm not counting Instagram because it's not really a person, you know. Okay, but so of all of people in the world, Ronaldo's got the most followers. At 300 million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's second. He may, have, he may have passed Instagram now. Um, but then you also got second is another person. Can you name this person? Um, I've seen it. Right after Cristiano Ronaldo. But he's got like, they got like 200 million followers. Yeah, way over 200 million followers. Uh, LeBron James. Uh, There's like another. Queen Elizabeth. Not an athlete. It's not an athlete. It's a male. Joe Biden. No. Not political. Oh. It's an actor. Oh. Nicholas Cage. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I I say like that. That I'm good followers. with that. I mean, but he, yeah, I'm not surprised at that though either. He's he's a generally like decent guy though. Yeah, he's probably funny. Like he probably he puts is. some funny videos. I, I mean, up. I follow him on gets him though. Also, is Fast and the Furious is like huge worldwide too. Oh, yeah. Well, they've only made 17 of those movies yeah, anyway. Another one too now. Fast Nine comes out. Yeah, yeah. they're literally going to space. I think. I think I think space. in the movie they are actually legitimately going. They're gonna space. wangle down a satellite. Elon Musk is gonna be like, "Let's do this. Put you on SpaceX." <laughs> SpaceX is gonna sponsor it. Yeah. God. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, I, Cristiano Ronaldo wins. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna argue it. I think that's probably fair. After doing my stats and stuff, I think that's fair. I think LeBron James is a close second, which we've continued to see on multiple pages now, but. Um, I like I the Tiger play. I like. Be, I think Tiger Woods would be more recognizable than LeBron James when you take in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the Tiger play. I think there's a real legitimate argument there. But uh, hell, even racist old white people even know who Tiger Woods is. Yeah, yeah. Are you <laughs> telling me it isn't going to be Jimmy Johnson? Like we're really going to argue that Jimmy Johnson is not. The Dale Earnhardt is not making the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering which Jimmy Johnson was he talking. Not the guy that just actually knew how to win championships. Um, sorry, Dallas. But all right. So that's going to put a wrap on this episode. Um, as always, make sure you're following us on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Podbean is our you know main platform, which you can find us on Spotify and Apple. And then, of course, if you're not already watching our YouTube videos, you better be catching us on YouTube because there's some funny stuff going on and you get to see Adam's beautiful mug. So, yeah, clearly you guys lucky. watching the video or watching us on YouTube, but yeah, we're also recording this for the for Apple being followers. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, uh, till next time. Yeah. Bye, y'all. I really do think you have a pretty good. I'm, I'm gonna ding dong. <laughs>